0: Welcome to Religious Sanity, episode six. Six. I'm Peter oh, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Andrew Stelig. Yeah. What are we talking about today? I I thought that well, we we should finally do good on our promise of talking about potential or you know what monotheism brought uh, as uh, consequences People uh, have been waiting uh, for you this. Know. We, we 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 can clarify some. Uh, vocabulary I thought first mm-hmm. uh, so yes if we are talking about polytheism that's generally translated as the religious system with more gods yeah. or plurality of gods uh, Well monotheism is belief in only one god those are two like almost extremes but then you have also uh, other terms like henotheism or henotheism, which would mean worship of one God. Uh, that one God is worshipped at a time. Uh, <laughs> it and doesn't the, mean that there, there's not a belief in other gods, it's just that... Yes, yeah, yeah, there, there is simply... Uh, and that's very closely associated also with uh, uh, monolatry, which means uh, worship of one God. But again, it does not exclude existence uh, of other gods. Yeah. Uh, of course, you have mm, dual systems, dualistic uh, systems, uh, where you have uh, like two gods uh, fighting over the world, for instance, yeah. and so on and so forth. But th- I, I think that this vocabulary should uh, be sufficient for us at, at this stage. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, But, uh, you you know, when when I say polytheism, and that there is a plurality of gods, uh, that is true and not exactly accurate. Because uh, the number of gods is actually not the main difference between monotheism and polytheism and that needs to be very highlighted Mm. and and mentioned because uh, polytheism uh, also was completely different worldview Mm. from monotheism. And uh, just to to explain in polytheism, gods, there is so much more part of the universe Mm. of, of the world Uh, So, in their plurality, there were different gods uh, who were patrons of different natural phenomena. Of course, that's uh, probably what people would be most familiar with, that there were gods uh, of different planets or associated with different planets, with different uh, uh, climatic or weather uh, phenomena, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, So that's one thing. There were gods uh, who were patrons of different states or cities uh, or social classes or castes or even guilds, you know, of trades. Uh, So that's in that level of the society. And then there were different gods uh, who were patrons Or, like, overseeing different stages of human life or emotions. So, it goes from the outside world to very, very personal matters. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw some of it observing that there were these malevolent uh, deities, or we call them that, but you know, they were just deities of phenomena like epidemics Mm -hmm. (laughs) or war. Or something like that. So, uh, gods were absolutely integral part of, of the perceived universe. So, uh, in polytheism, uh, there is uh, one German scholar who is coining the term for it uh, rather than polytheism, which misleads into thinking that this plurality is the main thing. And he is coining the term cosmotheism you know, that, that, that theism is permeating the cosmos, you mm. know, the world. Then another thing needs to be said, you know, that f- from that journal uh, uh, understanding you received in schools or in philosophical classes, uh, classes of philosophy and, and so on, uh, polytheism uh People often misunderstand that association of deities with those uh, powers of nature. They think people simply did not know where these powers were coming from, and therefore they assign them uh, supernatural mm-hmm. powers. Okay, that's quite common misunderstanding. Yes. And uh, I think that it is a very shorthand uh, understanding or misunderstanding. Quite frankly, substantial misunderstanding how it was in in ancient times. Uh, of course, uh, God Shemesh, uh, that was God of Sun, Helios. It would be in Greek, uh, was Sun and God of Sun. You know, we mm. we, we came across that uh, with the terminology for gods in you know our you know like our first, second, and third uh, episodes. Yeah. Uh, or Hadad was. The thunder and god of thunder. Uh, Ishtar was Venus uh, and goddess uh, of Venus, uh, but also goddess of love and uh, love personified. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like Greek Eros was god and erotic desire itself. Hephaestus was god of volcanism and volcanism itself and we can continue we we mentioned last time i think reshev was mars and the uh, god of epidemics and pestilence and wars but also those phenomena mm-hmm. um, to, to go further closer to our daily lives Kosharat uh, in ugarit uh, were deities of pregnancy and female welfare and happiness and they were both, you know, that that welfare and happiness and at the same time deities Uh, and one needs to understand that without writing of 99% of people, how do you want to preserve the knowledge from one generation to another? You don't have encyclopedias, you don't have dictionaries, you don't have manuals, you don't have any kind of uh, uh, scientific literature or journals or anything of that kind. And uh, how can you preserve a memory of, say, that after this kind of clouds, this kind of storm will come Mm -hmm. or will not come or something like that? Uh, The easiest is, to really start talking about the stories and passing on the stories. And that's uh, one of the ways of looking at myths Mm. uh, and how they came about. Uh, So it was simply a different way to preserve knowledge and to talk about the world. Their worldly phenomena astronomical, uh, agricultural, psychological, uh, they're personified, deified, um, mixed together, in a way of remembering and passing it on. So that is what is behind this polytheistic worldview. And you see that it is much more complex and, and we are here scratching the surface only. Right. You, you know, this is one of the ways of looking at it. Uh, so, um, uh, in, in that situation then, the shift towards monotheism yeah. is a major endeavor. And I think maybe, maybe I should ask this now. Uh-huh. Was it working though? Like what were the problems with it before it shifted? I think that it was working to a large extent for millennia, really. Towards the end, we see that even uh, Greek philosophers were starting to poke fun of it uh, as much as they were part of this polytheistic system in, in, say, in Greece. Uh, But uh, the, the thing was that It it clearly started to be uh, detached with the spread of writing, I would say, Mm -hmm. and uh, the deeper knowledge and observation of uh, phenomena. uh, uh, Phenomena of many different kinds, but like weather phenomena uh, or... um, flooding, yeah. uh, uh, illnesses, uh, agriculture, uh, human psyche, uh, and more and more uh, delegating and putting deities outside of it. That the distance started to mm-hmm. build up, so it stopped working. You know, there was also a stage when they realized that, yes, you can have these stories, but it uh, nevertheless not always match. Yeah. And there was, uh, at that time, not that good way of shifting in fast enough, you know, creating those newer stories, new theories, which would correspond with the observation. And so uh there was this almost like ridicule of those gods who were too much personified too much uh, similar to human uh arguments and so on and and people were not taking it seriously or very simply living outside uh, or they slowly shifted outside of the realm of gods and uh so it was not working yeah and and it it became you know, replaced more and more with monotheism, and what monotheism brought was that uh, suddenly the deity was uh, delegated into the like outside world, you know, or the I, I call it supernatural theism, mm-hmm. you know, outside of the nature completely, uh, or transcendent is another word mm-hmm. for it, you know, not part of. What we live in, but mm. right, radically above it, yeah, and uh, it brought with it uh, that uh, understanding of omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, all-knowing, benevolent deity, one God. You know, it's again very much simplification of it, but uh, this, uh, this, this took. This dismissed all the gods, <laughs> kept just one, yeah. and put him high above everything. Uh, what it was the consequence of it was also that uh, what I would call anthropocentrism. Because suddenly there was this the relationship between one god and human beings. The rest of the world or nature and everything which originally were integrated with these deities and in polytheistic systems, uh, suddenly became just a thing. Mm. You know, it, the world became uh, a stage for mm-hmm. the relationship between, uh, between God and human beings. Mm-hmm. So it led to objectification of nature. Mm. nature is not recognized as a subject uh, in in that relationship which originally was, but uh, became just an object, a stage Mm. upon which this big drama of salvation of humankind is taking place. And okay, again, it is a simplification, but yeah. uh, uh, I, I'm trying to kind of uh, show the basic yeah. outlines of, of this, and 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 that has those consequences, of course, because if you if you have one deity which is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, uh, and benevolent, uh, then you have problem. We came across it last time, you know where from undemalum where from is coming evil mhm <laughs> You know, and and you end up with the need of creating some kind of an altered deity, you know, or demons, or or preserving some of the demons at least, or devil, or Satan, and and, and so on. And you are starting to create something which resembles the dualistic, uh, those dualistic systems, and so on and so forth. But that's not the only uh, consequence of it, of course. If you uh, that anthropocentrism and objectification of nature, I think it is rubbing uh, on us until now, you know, it has consequences on environment and, and ecology, for instance, because, you know, we treat to a to, to large extent, you know, the world around us as non-living thing, mm-hmm. which is therefore our disposal. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. You know, we are part of it. We cannot separate ourselves mm-hmm. from it. But uh, the, the, this is that kind of worldview which is somehow coming with that monetization. Uh, you know, war, uh, human beings are center, and, and and kind of most famous thing of it is uh, like uh, geocentric systems. Yeah. You know, if, if human being is a center and and is the prime concern of God, and, and our prime concern should be God, uh, then of course the the Earth is the center of the universe. <laughs> you know, and and that that was a major shift and and uh, major major problem, uh, in, in in medieval times. Mm. You know, it wasn't that big problem. In Hellenistic times, in ancient times, mm. polytheists did not have a problem with that. Uh, while, while in a medieval, mm. under medieval church, it, it became a um, major concern. So that's another. Uh, but it it um, it also has um, consequences for the way we understand law, morality, and justice, for instance. So with uh, with monotheism comes completely different take on all these, uh, uh, all these areas uh, of, of, of our life. Because in monotheistic systems, uh, morality and justice and law are revealed. It does not mean that under polytheism, they did not have laws. They had. Yeah. They did not have, they, of course, they had morality and other things, but they were not uh, declared, demanded by God. Mm, mm -hmm. They were more organically coming from the observation of the life and and universe Mm. and needs of of different people. But uh, under monotheism, that becomes uh, declared from above, you know, 10 Commandments, Mm -hmm. they came from above, you know, they were written by the finger of God. Yeah. You know, that's why we have them or there are attempts of having them on uh in courts uh, yeah you know here, especially here in america yeah. but uh you know this supernatural monotheism is uh bringing this uh declared uh, divinely sanctioned and inspired take on law morality and justice and yes it is it brought a lot of good but it also brought a lot of evil. Uh, by, for instance, codifying something in thousands of years ago, <laughs> and not fitting with with a, with the life. Yeah, modern yeah. life. I mean. uh, yeah, yeah. With with the, how life is changing yeah. and, and changing faster and faster and. Uh, so um, it, it, it becomes rigid. Yeah. If it is declared by God, then it cannot be changed. You know, you have this inclination towards fundamentalism, not only in faith, but also in, in morality and law and and, and the, the understanding of justice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, supranatural monotheism is highly exclusivistic also. You know, that's, that's the other characteristic of it. Uh, you know, it's, it's our God and only that God <laughs> and no, no other gods beside. Mm-hmm. And uh, that breeds intolerance. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there is this strong proclivity towards uh, being against idolatry. Because only our worship is right. Mm-hmm. You know, yours worship is wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, if there is one God, there is only one worship of that God prescribed. And uh, it, it's there strong anti-heresies or heretics because there is only one proper teaching about that God. And all other teachings are wrong. Mm-hmm. If there is one God... There is only one proper understanding of that God. all those others are wrong right. you know I'm again kind of lifting up uh th- those consequences uh, uh, they are never really pronounced this strongly, but uh, I'm kind of trying to distill yeah. you know yes. the essence of it and and then there is also very often associated with this uh and, you know, you have it even in the New Testament, uh, the, the, it's, it's mentioned there, uh, the, the problem of location, uh, definitely in, in Hebrew Bible, uh, it is a Zion, Zion is the right. place where the God should be uh, worshipped. Uh, While Samaritans, for instance, they had uh, their own uh, uh, mountain where God should be uh, worshipped. And that was the main point of contention between these two groups. And that leaked into New Testament times. You have always that. Otherwise, that religion would be very, very similar. Those are different two branches of the same religion. And, and fighting over the location, and then uh, on the other hand though, those are like which location is the right mm-hmm. wor- place of worship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it in Samaria or is it in Jerusalem? Uh, the, the other uh, situation is when uh, these monotheistic religions want to worship on a one place. And are fighting over it like over Jerusalem these days. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have uh, Jewish faith and you have Muslim faith. And Christians to some degree in the mixture, mm-hmm. you know, and whose mountain is it? <laughs> and who will properly worship here? You know, to whom it belongs. Yeah. And, and and so on. So that's uh, the, that, that's the problem with locations and and fights over locations in between the religions. Uh, and again, I'm not saying that under polytheism you would not have some of these things, but it, it'll be a little bit more easily accommodated to because mm. you would say, you might say, oh, this god is identical with this god, you know, and they will have that translation. Uh, uh, or hermeneutics of different gods, Uh, you you know, they'll observe what are the the attributes of this uh, my god, say, I'm a worshipper of, say, Baal, and and you are a worshipper of Zeus, you know, and so we'll compare their attributes And so we'll agree that, you know, we'll worship on on the same place together. Uh You'll call it this way, I'll (laughs) call it this way, you Uh you know, or something like that. There there could be conflict still, but uh, there is a bigger opening towards some kind of finding some kind of an agreement. I, I, again, like, and as monotheists, you know, we should be aware of our... Uh, that simply by definition of our faith system, we have this inkling towards uh, being exclusivistic, being generally intolerant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there are things we can still learn from that plurality and an understanding of a different understanding of, say, nature and and ourselves within the nature and with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, frankly, it is almost impossible for us to fully imagine how it was to live in that polytheistic or cosmotheistic worldview. Yeah. You, you, you know, we, we, we can. Kind of glimpse it a little bit yeah. here and there, but yeah. uh, it's 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 almost impossible. We are too much educated in schools in yeah. in in an objective way. Uh, it's it's a, not too much poetic, you, you know. Yeah. Poetry we have just for special classes in languages and literature, and that's about it. Um, Even when we read uh, those old myths, we tend to see them through the prism of our current understanding of theism, for instance. And uh, so... So we're not really getting the impact of the myth. Not really, you know, or we we, we might misinterpret substantial parts of it. Yeah. You know... uh, Yeah. I'm reminded now of of some Ugaritic myths which I was translating and there is this this deity uh, um, spinning threads Hmm. you know, making threads uh, uh, probably preparing for weaving you know, or something like that and uh, you know, it's it's, uh, we, we might not have full understanding of it simply because we don't recognize how integral it might be for for their life yeah you know we we just gloss over it or here the asherah is uh performing female human duties yeah Uh, home duties yeah uh and and we don't recognize that that is the way of preserving say some of that knowledge what I mentioned you know so that those who are telling these stories are finding themselves in them then doing it is repeating what deities are doing that gives you anchoring in your life but at the same time is instructing you Mm -hmm. how to do it Mm -hmm. and why it is important to do it so, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's in this way uh, that, that we might be missing substantial parts of it. Uh, as, as I said uh, earlier, that, that we look at it, oh, they were uh, unable to grasp the, the factual reality of phenomena weather, or, yeah, or weather, yeah, yeah. and so they deify that. Yeah, I, I think it is just oversimplification. It, mm-hmm. it was much... More complex. Mm. I know some people that are devout Catholics mm-hmm. that have relationships with all the saints and mm-hmm. pray to them for different things. Yep. Even, you know, there is a saint that, that you pray to when you've lost something mm-hmm. and it always works. He always finds it. Mm-hmm. Saint Anthony. Uh, I've, I've done it. <laughs> so this is isn't this our current polytheism? you know uh, it, it's, it's, it's harkening back to a yeah, polytheistic yeah, yeah, kind course. of thing yeah yeah. In those modern are atav- life? yeah, those are atavisms, those are uh, those are remnants of it, you know right. or in uh, because uh, frankly, strict monotheism would be almost unlivable.: Right. You know, it would be unlivable. So you you know, (laughs) you have Trinitarian doctrine in Christianity to begin with, for instance. Right. Then you have uh, uh, definitely angels and demons. uh, Reality of uh, angels and demons on a periphery, but they are present. Yeah. You have saints in Roman Catholicism. You have uh, Mary, yeah, Theotokos, uh, the the one. Uh, giving birth to to God you know and uh, in in Orthodoxy for instance yeah. but in in Roman Catholicism as well and in Protestantism to some degree and 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 so on and so forth of course uh, you, you know it seeps back because strict monotheism would be unlivable That's interesting. Uh, and and even in Islam you have it present because they have Satan mm-hmm. because you know, how else to account for for evil in the world. Mm -hmm. And and, and so on and so forth. So there are different strategies, different monotheistic religions uh, uh, kind of are lived by people Mm -hmm. in their everyday lives. And it is not strict monotheism. But there is still this kind of... Prevailing distinction between God, who is transcendent and outside of the world, supernatural completely, and the rest of it, mm-hmm. and that is that main distinction. You know, from polytheistic, where all the gods were like all around. Yeah. And 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 to some degree responsible and not responsible. <laughs> yeah, because there was free agency with people at least to some degree. You know, so uh, what I really wanted to do this time was to, to to outline that that major difference between our viewing of God as a supernatural, transcendent deity. Yeah and their understanding of their gods which was substantially different Yeah. Uh, part of the world yeah. to a large extent or being part of the chemistry of everything you, you know because the nature human beings yeah. and gods they're like constantly uh, Triangulating and fine tuning, mm-hmm. you know everything, uh, and um, yeah. So that that's um, constant balancing act. Yeah, would be another way of looking at yeah. it. and Yeah. Uh, that's, that's something which we are not that easily aware and, and it's right. important for us to, to, to recognize and then recognize also that if we go the path of monotheism, then what are the potential pitfalls which we can easily recognize? Yes. I, I, I name them, you know. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Very interesting. Good. Thank you once again. Oh, thank you. And we'll see you next time.